Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brighton Krumah. Reverend Brighton Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. We thank you, Lord, for gathering us here tonight to minister to our hearts. We pray, Lord, that you give us a heart that is receptive to your word. And I pray, O oh God, even as we hear your word, increase us in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord. And you may be seated. You may be seated. Wonderful. You are blessed because you came. You are blessed. And um, tonight, before we, um, we conclude our season of the victory secrets, as our first has ended, I think there's one victory secret that I has been pressed upon my heart that I should share with you. We shared it somehow, but um, I think um, there is a part to it that we need to share again. And so um, I want to share that with you. And I believe by now all of you have the books. And um, you are reading them. You know, this is your year of a series of victories. And we have direction to the victories, the secrets to our victory. And that is why we are sharing. So tonight, I want to share with you, again, the secret of the position of your candlestick. The secret of the position of your candlestick. I believe is a, there's a great victory in this particular secret that we ought to run with especially in this year. It's a great secret that we ought to run with. It's one great secret, and it is the presence of God. Amen. The Amen. presence of God. Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 12. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 12. I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. Verse 20, it says, The mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. And the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Hallelujah. So, you make the church. Do you understand? You make the church. And so you are the candlestick. You are the candlestick. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you are a candlestick. So, you are the candlestick. And it says that the secret of the church or the secret of the success, the victory, the, 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 the prosperity 
the forward moving of the church is a result of the presence of the one like unto the Son of Man who is in the midst of them. Do you understand? That is a secret. So if a church is doing well, if the members of the church are doing well, the secret is the presence of the one like unto the Son of Man who is in the midst of them. That is Christ. That is God. So God in the midst of them is the secret to their success. God in the midst of them is the secret to their prosperity. Is a secret to their forward going. Is a secret to their victory. God in the presence of them. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Then um, chapter 2, Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 1. You can read from verse 1. It says, The mystery of the seven stars, which thou... Okay, unto the church of the... Okay, that's good. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus... Right. These things, so this is a letter to the church. Isn't that so? So it says, Right. These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. Isn't that a good church? Labor means the church works hard. They work hard. Do you understand? They do a lot of things. They come to church on Sunday, then they go to work, and then they come back to church on Tuesday evening, and even after going to work, they still come. They are not a church that is, they work hard. Do you understand? They labor and thy patience and has borne and has patience and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Uh, wow. Uh, they are hard working but they are not tired. Uh, they have not fainted. Uh, Jackie, hard working but we are not fainted. Nevertheless, nevertheless, nevertheless is always a caution. That means you have to be very careful what is happening, what is about to happen. That means all that you are doing, regardless of all that you are doing, this is very important. When we say nevertheless, do you understand? Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Amen. Our first love is whenever we are born again, we are saved. It's the most important thing to Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's the most important thing to Jesus. Our salvation and how that others should be saved also. It's the most important thing. So we can do so many things. We can labor and do so many things. But if we leave that first love out, the first thing that brought you to Christ, the first thing that brought you into this great kingdom, we cannot leave it out. Do you understand? So we, he says, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. So because of that, look at what is happening to the people. There's a punishment. Do you understand? There's a punishment. You see, 
When you have done so many things and someone says, but because you didn't do this, you know that there's a consequence. It's like, it's like examination where they have um, two sections. You know, one section is like compulsory. You know, by all means, number one to five, you have to answer them. Do you understand? And then the sec- section B is a, it's optional. Choose any two. Choose any two. And they can give you ten. And then you realize that there are two that you know. You can answer very well. So you can choose to answer the ten in the options. Because you know them very well. And you say, instead of the five, the first five, I have answered ten. And I've left the compulsory section. <laughs> My friend, <laughs> it will not take you far. You will see a big F on your paper. Even though you have answered all the ten optional questions. Do you understand? But you say we should answer just two. I, did, I answered ten of them. What about these five? That I, what is this five? These are compulsory. You have to do them. And if you don't, there's a consequence. There's a punishment. You pay for it. So this church, they did the hard work. They said, we've done all of this, we've done all of this. But they didn't do one thing. And now look at the punishment. He says, remember therefore from whence thou art fallen. And repent. So you see, their hard work, they are still calling them fallen. And repent. And do the first works. Or else, this is the punishment, I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. Amen. So the punishment that comes upon the church is the Lord to remove you from his presence. To remove you from his presence. Do you understand? When the Lord removes you from your pres- his presence, the church is dying. It's going to go down. Amen. Amen. That, is, that, is, that is the end of you. So your victory, it is the presence of God in your midst. The presence of one likened unto the Son of Man, that is within their midst. That is the secret of your victory. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That is the secret of your victory. So whatever we will do to be in his presence is what we have to do. Amen. It doesn't matter even if we are not doing anything. It doesn't matter if we are not working hard. As long as we have his presence with us, we will do well. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Because you see, the hard work the labor is your, your work, your efforts. That is the one reasons why you are even feeling tired. It is your effort. It is your work. It is your, it is your hard work. Do you understand? That is what you are doing. Sometimes people ask, but you went to work, you have the meeting, and then you went to work, and then you come. How do you get the strength? It is the work of God. When you are doing it, he gives you the strength. When you are laboring, you know, sometimes during the service, you, you feel like you have some energy and some strength. But when you finish the, when the service is over and it's done and you are going home, then you are on your own. You feel that the work is done. You are driving and your eyes are going like this. 
but he will take you home. <laughs> His grace will take you home. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Then you feel it. But when you are doing his work, he gives you strength for it. He gives you strength. That is why you can have one meeting after the other, issues, people's problems, and you, you, you still are there. Do you understand? So to, you know, if, if you want to serve God, he'll give you strength. So the labor, the labor that the people were dwelling on, it is their efforts. It is their works, their effort. So you realize that when the Lord removes his presence, you feel you are still working. You are doing work. He says, I, he says, I will remove the, I remove the candlesticks out of his place. So you, re, you realize that you are there, but the Lord's presence is not there. Do you understand? So you feel you are doing something, but there's no presence. There's no presence. Amen. So the success, the victory of each one of us is how close we are to God. It's the presence of God in our lives. That is our victory. This is our great secret to victory. When we have the presence of God with us. Amen. So doing well is not about how hard you work. It's not about your hard work. It's not about how tired it's not about even the rightful things that you are doing, but the presence of God. Wow. That is what determines how well you are doing. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 23. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 23. It says, And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. So this is when Jesus had ministered to the people and he withdrew. He withdrew and I think verse, 20, the, uh, verse 24 Let's go back to, I'll show you. Go back to verse, before that, verse 23. Okay, so he said, and when he had sent the multitude away, he went into, verse, 20, verse 22, verse 22. He says, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship. Do you understand? So they went on a ship and to go before him onto the other side whilst he sent the multitudes away. And then now let's go back to verse 25. So now they were on the ship. And verse 24, the, it says, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went into, unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for, for fear. So now Jesus was alone somewhere, and they had gotten on the ship. Tell your neighbor that's a big mistake. Say big mistake. To leave, to go anywhere without the presence of God. So they got on the ship, and now there's a storm. Do you understand? There's a storm. And Jesus, he saw them, and he began walking on the sea. He's just walking on the, the same sea where there's a storm that is turning the ship. 
So he began walking on the sea. And when they saw him, he was, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway, Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. You see? So you see, your safety is not being on a ship. Your safety, the ship can be as strong as the Titanic. Your safety is the presence of God. Do you understand? So the same, the same sea that the ship is on, you may not be safe. But where the presence of God is, if you are with him, it can be just without a ship. You, cannot ha- you, you may not have any career. You may not have any education. You may not, have, you may not know any great person. But when the presence of God is with you, you can walk on the storms. You can walk on the sea. Though you are, though, though the storm, though it's tumbling and people are in the ship and they are not safe, you having the presence of God with you, you will walk on the storms. I say you will walk on the storm. So Jesus bid him, come unto me. He says, come unto me on the water. And he said, come. Come. That's the word. That's the word of God. If you have a good Bible, you see that the word come is in red. Is that correct? That is the word of God. That is the word of God. It is that which comes and then it brings faith. And it makes everything possible. So he says, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Hallelujah. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. You will walk on the storm when you have the presence of God with you. When God is near you, you will walk on the storm. Amen. 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 I say, when God is near you, you will walk on the storm. Another time, another time in Matthew chapter 6. You see, this Matthew chapter 6, it says, Take heed that ye do not. Okay, let's go down to verse 23. Let's see. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 23. That's too far. Go back to verse 15. Matthew chapter 6, verse 15. Very good. Okay. But if he forgive not men their trespasses. No, no, no. John chapter 6, please. John chapter 6, verse 15. John chapter 6, verse 15. Very good. Are you watching? Yes. Wonderful. He says, when Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. And when evening was now come, his disciples went down onto the sea. Okay, so Jesus, he was with the disciples, and then he went into the mountains to pray. So the disciples were waiting. And they waited and waited and waited. It says, and then it was evening. They waited until it was evening. And it says, and when evening was now come, his disciples went down onto the sea. It's like we have waited for too long. And he has stayed there for too long and he's not coming. So we are going. 
We will take lead. Do you understand? Tell your neighbor again, big mistake. Say big mistake. You see, some of us, we can't wait on the Lord. We get irritated waiting on the Lord and he's not coming. Do you understand? We get irritated waiting on the Lord and he's not coming. And he says, I'm giving you one year. You know, some people even leave the church because I remember there was a young lady who left the church because he couldn't find a husband. He says he's going somewhere else. (laughs) So it's like, Lord, I've given you one year in the church. If you don't prove yourself and show me a husband, I'm gone. Meet me in the other church. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he said, meet me in the other church. And then you are moving from church to church. We can't wait on the Lord. We can't wait on the Lord. But they that wait on the Lord. I said, they that wait on the Lord. They will renew their strength. You will mount up with wings like eagles. You fly, you soar like an eagle. They that wait on the Lord. It is not a matter of time. It is not about time. It's not about how long you have waited. It is about the presence of God. When the presence of God is with you, it doesn't matter how long you wait. What you need is the presence of God with you. What you need is the presence of God to be with you. When the presence of God is with you, it may look like years, but what you need is still the presence. Never leave. Never leave. So they waited and waited, and when evening was come, they said, you know how our guys, you know, let's go. He will come. He will come. Let's go. And so they, they entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And they were going. This is where they want to go. They want to go to Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Jesus was not come to them. So they are in a ship. They say, when he sees we have all gone to the ship, they will come. They will, he will come. He will realize that we, we, we need to move on. So they went to the ship and still dark. Jesus has not come. So they decided, let's go. Let's go. Big mistake. He says, and the sea rose arose by reason of a great wind that blew. Never go without the presence of God. Never go. You see, your desire is always to have the presence of God. Your desire is always to go with the presence of God. So he says, and the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So when they had Rowed about five and twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea. The same storm. The same storm. That is turning them, the wind is against them, and they are fighting, and they are struggling, and they are working. It's not about your hard work, it's not about the hard labor, it's not about your hard work. Your hard work will not get you to Capernaum. They were paddling and struggling and rowing, but they were not getting to Capernaum. 
and someone was just was walking on the sea. Strolling. Walking on the sea. The same storm. Calmly. The same storm. When the presence of God is with you, it doesn't matter how mighty the storms are. It doesn't matter how mighty the wings are. It doesn't matter how difficult the situation is. When the presence of God is with you, you will walk calmly upon the storms. You will walk calmly upon the storms. Amen. Say you will walk calmly upon the storms. You want to go to Capernaum, you will walk calmly. That is what they call the peace of God. When it's with you, he it says, it's that peace that surpasses the understanding of man. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. People look and they see storms all around the place. And everyone is agitated and irritated. Everyone is anxious. And they see that you are calm in the midst of the storm. It is the presence of God. And it is called the peace of God. That it baffles the minds of people. It is that peace of God. It surpasses the understanding of men. Men don't understand. They look and they are expecting that you ought to be crying. They look and they are expecting that you have to be agitated. We are all agitated, but you seem to be very calm. It is the peace of God. Hallelujah. In the midst of the storm, you will walk calmly. I say, in the midst of the storm, you will walk calmly. So look, it says, and they were afraid. Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nigh unto the ship. And they were afraid. They were afraid. But he said unto them, It is I. Be not afraid. It is I. When I'm here, be not afraid. When my presence is with you, be not afraid. It is I. Be not afraid. Hallelujah. Then they willingly, say willingly. Say willingly. Willingly. This is what you should pray about. That you will willingly welcome the presence of God. That no one will force you to come to church. But you will willingly come in the presence of God. No one will force you to pray. But you will willingly come to pray. The presence of God. The presence of God. Hallelujah. The presence of God. That no one needs to connive and send 15 messages to remind you, but you are willingly, willingly receiving the presence of God. So look at this. Are you ready? He says, then they willingly receive him into the ship. And what happened? And immediately, immediately, when the presence of God came upon the ship. They say immediately the ship was at the land. Immediately. Immediately. The presence of God. It will take you where you want to go. Faster than anything. Faster than any school. Faster than any career. Faster than any program. The presence of God will take you. It will make you jump others. It will make you overtake others. The presence of God will take you to that position faster than anything else. Amen. As though there was no storm. As though there was no storm. As though there were no challenges. As though the, the, the course is not difficult. But you, when you have the presence of God, when the presence of God is with you, 
you see that you are bypassing people. You are bypassing people. You are bypassing people. When the presence of God is with you, they will sell you as a slave. They will sell you as a slave into Potiphar's house. And you came to meet butlers. You came to meet chefs. You came to meet people who have been with him. Egyptians who are citizens of Egypt that work in Potiphar's house. But, and you are a slave, an immigrant. You are two things, immigrant and a slave. You can be an immigrant that came by yourself, but you are immigrant and a slave. But when the presence of God is with you, you will bypass everyone that is there. You will bypass everyone that is there. This year, desire that the presence of God is with you. Desire that you will have the presence of God. Whatever you will do to have the presence of God, that should be your desire. Not hard work. It's not your paddling. It's not your rowing. It's not your toiling. It's not your hard work. But when you welcome the presence of God into your life, in your presence, it shoots you off. It says, then they willingly, willingly, willingly received him into the ship. Willingly. Not conniving. Oh, we have not seen you in church for three months now. What is happening? Oh, we have, oh why are you not coming for the prayer? Willingly. 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 Willingly rise up at 5 a.m. And pray. Before you go. Willingly. He says, when they willingly receive him into the ship and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. The Lord will shoot you to your destination when you welcome his presence. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. He will shoot you to your destination when the presence is with you. Amen. You know, sometimes we arm ourselves with our own weapons. We arm ourselves with our own career, with our own courses, with our own intelligence, with our own choice of subjects, and we think that is what is going to move us forward. But this year, desire the presence of God. Desire the presence of God. Amen. I say desire the presence of God. Hallelujah. When, some, when, when David was going to fight Goliath in 1 Samuel 17, Saul armed him in his best way of arming a soldier. He says, you are a lad. This guy, he's been fighting for years. David said, when I was watching my father's sheep, there came a day when a lion and a bear attacked one of the sheep. He says, I caught, I caught it at a jaw and I smote it and then I held the beer and I ripped them apart. And I took the sheep out of the mouth. And I did the same thing to the bear. And he says, the God who was with me, the God whose presence I walk, who led me to smite the bear and the lion, that same God, he will be with me to fight this 
Philistine soldier. So he says, he says, they, 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 have, they, have, they have armed him. You know, they have put so many things on David. And then he's going and then he, 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 he can't even move. They want him to look like a real soldier. Because the Bible says he's too fine. He doesn't look like a rough soldier. So they armed him, put on all kinds of gadgets. And the man is moving. He can't even move. He take one step. He says, no, leave me. Just let me. Take this out. Take these things out. I have a weapon that no one can see. There's a weapon that no one can see. And it is the presence of God. I am going in that same presence. Amen. So David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me, verse 37, 1 Samuel 17, verse 37, it says, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, go and the Lord be with you. Amen. And the Lord be with you. It is a powerful thing that anybody can say to you. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord be with you. That is what your prayer every day should be. That the Lord is with you. And as long as the Lord is with you, the storms will stay calm. As long as the Lord is with you, the Goliath, how giant he looks, he will fall. As long as the Lord is with you. Amen. Amen. Psalm 73, verse 28. Psalm 73 and verse 28. He says, but as for me, I'm reading the New American Standard. You see, David, he understood the presence of God more than anyone. He said, but as for me, the nearness of God is my good. When God is near me, this is my good. He says, as for me, the nearness of God is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge. That I may tell of your works. Beloved, pray every day that God will be near you. Say to yourself, the nearness of God is my good. That I am not going without your presence. He says, as for me, the nearness of God is my good. Desire that God is near you every day. That God's presence is with you every day. If the presence of God is with you, the place may look stormy to so many people, but you walk calmly. Amen. I say you will walk calmly. Amen. I say you will walk calmly. Amen. Never leave. Never, never let the world push you and drive you as if time is moving far. Everyone is having children. And so I should, by now I should be married and have my children by now. Let the presence of God be with you. That is what your desire should be. Amen. Amen. The presence of God. How many times you see somebody is flourishing in a church, doing very well in a church, and then you hear that there is, there is a job in Ohio. There's a job in Wisconsin. And you leave the presence of God. You see, you, you, sometimes you think that as I'm leaving, you want to take God with you. But he wants the people, or he wants to be with the people. Why can't you take him away with you? 
You, you are leaving, you want him to leave. You see, but desire the presence of God. If you are moving to a place, let, find a place where there is a church. How would you make a decision to move to a place and you don't even know a church that is in You are taking a job in a place and you don't know what church is in that place. And you say, it, it's, it's a good job, so I'm taking it. Desire the presence of God. When the presence of God is with you, it doesn't matter what kind of job it is. When the presence of God is with you, it may look as if you are in prison. But the presence of God will lift you up like this. It will lift you up like this. It will lift you up like this. The presence of God. That is your victory. The presence of God. Amen. That is your victory. He said, as for me, as for me, the nearness of God is my good. The near I am to God, that is my good. The closer I am to God, that is my good. As for me, the nearness of God is my good. Hallelujah. May you have a hunger for the nearness of God. May you test for the nearness of God. May you always have a desire for the nearness of God. Because the nearness of God is your good. Your career is not your good. Your job is not your good. Your boss is not your good. The nearness to God is your good. Amen. Therefore, desire always. Desire always. When there, whenever there is service, desire that you be in the service. Desire that you be in the service. Amen. Whenever there is a gathering, because you see, there are certain things that are sure. There are certain things that are sure. Have we gathered here so that we will share stocks or we will teach stocks? Have we gathered here so that the president will come and speak to us? Is that the reason why we have gathered here? Have we gathered here so that the, um, they will come and teach us, share lotto numbers with us? So we, we will wait. Is that the reason why the verse 20, 22 that I'm talking about? Is it? Is that the reason why we have gathered here? We have gathered here in the name of the Lord. And he says that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. Wherever we gather and it's in the name of the Lord, desire that you also be there. Because the nearness of God is your good. The nearness of God is always your good. Hallelujah. I say the nearness of God is always your good. Amen. Amen. Exodus. Exodus chapter 33. Exodus chapter 33. And let's read from verse 12. Verse 12. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you said to me, Bring up these people, but you yourself have not let me know whom you will send with me. You see? Moreover, you have said, I have known you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. You see? So Moses, he's looking for some few things. He said to the Lord, 
You said to me, bring up these people, but you yourself have not let me know whom you will send with me. So one, Moses calling, he is looking for who will go with him. He is looking for assistance. He is looking for help. He is looking for someone who will help him. Next, he says, no, 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 the same scripture. He says, you will send, you say, who you will send with me? Moreover, you have said, I have known you by name. That means he knows that God has chosen him. God has selected him. I have known you by name. You have also, and I have also found favor in your sight. Now here, the next verse, he said, now therefore, I pray thee. So now he's listing his requirement. If you want me to go, I pray thee. If I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I may know you. Do you understand? Let me know your ways that I may know you. That I may know where to go. I may know whom to meet. I may know which professor to choose. I may know which class to select. I may know which course to take. I may know whom to marry. Let me know your ways. So I may know you. So that I may find favor in your sight. So he wants to know the ways of the Lord. He wants to find favor. You see Moses' request. His prayer topics. He is asking for assistance. He wants to know who will be with him. Who will help him. And then he says, consider too that this nation is your people. So the people that he's leading, he wants you to consider that these are your people also. These are your own people and I want them to be your people. If you are leading me, let them be your people. That means let them all be favored. Let them be all your people. So he has put all these requests to the Lord. And the Lord gave him answer to all of that. And the answer he says, and he said, my presence shall go with you. My presence shall go with you. You need help, my presence will be there. You need direction, my presence will be there. You need comfort, my presence will be there. You need favor, it's my presence. You need direction, it's my presence. You want to know where to go, it's my presence. You want to know the ways, it's my presence. Whatever it is that you need, my presence will go with you. And once you have my presence, all these requests, they have been answered. Hallelujah. Desire the presence of God. Desire the presence of God. Desire the presence of God. He says, my presence will go with you. And all these things, they will be solved. And you will have rest. I will give you rest. You will not have to worry anymore. You will not worry about the help. You will receive help. People will rise up to help you because of the presence of God. People will come from strange places to help you. People will come from places that you did not expect to help you, to offer you, to offer help because of the presence of God that is with you. Hallelujah. Because of the presence of God that is with you. People will help you. Amen. I tell you. Let it be your prayer that you will have the presence of God with you every day. Every day. And when the presence of God is with you, 
everything is answered. Every need is met. Every direction will be revealed. Every help will be provided when the presence of God is with you. So pray every day, Lord, I desire your presence, that your nearness is my good. Not the course that I'm taking. Not the job that I'm going to, but your nearness is my good. Amen. Amen. The nearness of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Psalm 16, verse 11. Psalm 16, verse 11. He says, Thou will show me the path of life. Thou will show me the path of life. When people are struggling, when I have you, you will show me the path of life. When people are having difficulty and challenges and bumping into mountains, you will show me how to maneuver around them. He says, Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. When you are in the presence of God, your joy will be full. Amen. I say, when you are in the presence of God, your joy will be full. Amen. Amen. There are people, they have money, but they are not happy. Yeah. They have so much money, they are not happy. I tell you. There are people, they are married, they are not happy. They have children, they are not happy. They drive nice cars, they are not happy. They live in big mansions, they are not happy. But when the presence of God is with you, He says that your joy shall be full. You have fullness of joy. Receive fullness of joy. Receive fullness of joy. In the name of Jesus, your joy will be full. Hallelujah. Amen. Your joy will be full. Yes. Amen. Amen. When the Lord prospers you and puts you at the high places of the earth, your joy will be full. Amen. I said your joy will be full. Amen. It's not partial joy. You are happy today, the next day you are sad. You are happy today, the next day you are sad. You are happy today, you are crying today, tomorrow you are laughing. You are crying today. But the joy of the Lord, it will make a full joy. He said the fullness of joy. Your joy will be full. Amen. Sustain joy. Sustain happiness. Desire the presence of God. Stop fighting with so many people and so many things. And desire. Pray for the presence of God. Stop fighting with your bosses and people who don't like you at their job. People who are fighting to get you fired. They are the same ones that will come and promote you because of the presence of God. Yes. Yeah. They are the same ones. They will turn around and promote you. Yeah. He says, that will show me the path of life. You show me the path of life. And in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. Pleasures forevermore. Amen. Wow. Wow. Psalm 145 verse 18. Psalm 145 verse 18. How do you get the presence of God? How do you get the presence of God? 
Bible says, the Lord is nigh unto all. Say all. all. Say all. 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 The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him. God is nigh unto all them that call upon him. To all that call upon him in truth. Amen. The Lord is nigh unto everyone that rises up in the morning to call upon him. He will be near you. Everyone that willingly rise up and want to call upon him, he will, work, he will be near you. Amen. I say he will be near you. Amen. 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 Desire the presence of God. He says, David said, but as for me, the nearness of God, your closeness, when you are near me, that is my good. That is my good. And then he says, the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him. Everyone that calls upon God, he's nigh. If only you will call upon him. He's not near because you have not called. He said, draw nigh unto me. Your calling upon God is drawing near, and then he will draw nigh unto you. And when God is near you, there's a lot of good that happens to you. I said, there's a lot of good that happens to you. When God is near you, you walk upon storms. There will be storms. You say, it did not say that there will be no storms. There will be storms, but you will walk upon them as if there is no storm. You will have peace in the midst of calamities. He says, he is a very present help in times of need. In times of trouble, he's a very present help. In times of challenges, he's a very present help. Desire that present help that is with you. Don't look for men that you have to chase after when there's trouble. In times of trouble, men are not present help. In times of trouble, you will call in and call in and call in. They will not answer their phones. You know, when you are in trouble and people know you are in trouble, they don't open your text messages. I'm telling you. They don't open your text messages. Your close friends that you are texting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, the moment they know you are in trouble, they don't open your messages. Because if I don't see, then I don't have to. (laughs) I didn't see. Did you text me? I didn't see it. Did you text me? I didn't see it. Oh, yes. Your, your good friends, once they know you have a need, once they know they have, you have a need, but the Bible says, it says, it's a very present help in times of trouble. It's a very present help. That means when there's trouble, he's there. When the storm is there, he's there. But it's up to you if you will call upon him. Amen. If you will call unto him, he will call upon you also. Hallelujah. Say, the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him. To all that call upon him in truth. Amen. To all that call upon him in truth. But you see, sometimes you are wondering, how is the truth? How do you call upon God in truth? Amen. But there is one sure banker, sure way. There is one sure way of knowing, at least two sure ways of knowing that God is in your midst, that God is near you. And that is where two or three gather in his name. 
One, two, or three, gather. He said, There, ask for there, ask for there, ask for there, I am there. One, two, or three, they gather in my name. If it is in my name, I can guarantee you that I am there in their midst. There, I am there in their midst. When they gather in my name, I am there in their midst. Amen. So, do, so his, the scripture says, forsake not the assembly, the gathering. When the brethren, it is a precious thing. Do not cut yourself out. Don't cut yourself out. It is the devil that entangles you with the woes of this world. That you are tired, you are sleepy, you need eight hours of rest, you need this, you, you need to go home and do this, you need to go home and cook, you need to go home and wash, you need to go home and do this. He says, forsake not the assembly, the gathering of the brethren. It's a precious thing. Because it says, when the two or three, when two or three of you gather in my name, that I can assure you that I am there in your midst. I am there. I am there. I am in the center of you. Hallelujah. And the nearness of God is our good. When God is in our midst. So the more of his presence, the more of his presence, you realize that there's a lot of good that is happening to you. The more of his presence. Don't look at the storm. You see, don't focus on the storm. Focus on his presence. Focus on his presence. You see, because when Peter was now beginning to look at the storm and taking his eyes off his presence, he began to sink. Don't look at the storm. The storms, they will be there. But when your eyes are on him and when your focus is on him, when you are desiring his presence, you will walk on the storms. You walk on the storms. Amen. Amen. You walk on the storms. I'm going to give you one more sure banker that you, are, you can be sure. You like sure bankers? Yes. Do you know what the sure banker? Yes. That means this one, surely you can bank on it. One, one more sure banker that guarantees the presence of God. Are you sure you want it? Yes. Are you sure? What is the first one? When two or three are gathered in, not just when two or three are gathered, you cannot gather at your house and watching Super Bowl and expect that the Lord is in, in your midst. Or you tell your wife, today we are not going to church. We are two Christians. Where two or three are gathered. <laughs> and you are doing your own thing in your bedroom. You can't expect the presence of God. You say, let the children and the children, we are here. <laughs> huh? You, me, bright and blessing. We are here. Let's have our church. Huh? <laughs> Amen. But when, when you gather in his name, guarantee that he's there. The second one, let me give you. Matthew chapter 28. You want the presence of God with you? Always. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. 
all way. I am with you all way, even unto the end of the world. You see, this is the secret. This is what makes soul winners prosperous. This is what makes people who win souls prosper. It is their presence. When the presence is with you, there's so many good things happening. He says, the nearness of God is my good. The nearness of God is my good. So, so winners, there's a guarantee, there's a sure thing that he says, I am with you always. Anytime your mind is on going to win souls, the presence of God is with you. It's guaranteed to be with you. The presence of God. The presence of God. So whenever people are gathered and they say we are going to evangelize, you can guarantee that Jesus is in their midst. You can have that guarantee. You can have that assurance that you don't know how to call upon God in truth. But just win souls. Just win souls. Witness to people. You will have the presence of God with you. The presence of God. He says, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. The common English Bible, I like how it puts it. The last verse, the common English Bible, the last verse. You have that? Matthew 28. I'll read it. You don't have it. I have I have everything. <laughs> verse 19. It says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Look, I myself will be with you every day. I myself will be with you every day. I myself will be with you every day until the end of this present age. I myself, if that is what you are doing, you can have the assurance that I myself, I am with you. If this is what you are doing, if soul winning is what you are doing, you can have the assurance that I myself, I am with you. If so winning is what you are doing, you can assure yourself that the presence of God is with you. He says, look, I myself will be with you every day, every day until the end of this present age. Hallelujah. Desire the presence of God. Pray for the presence of God. Wherever there's an opportunity for the presence of God, be there. Wherever there's an opportunity to win souls, be there. Perhaps all you can do is just say, Jesus loves you. Here's a track. Jesus loves you. He is saying that when you are doing that, he is there with you. He is there. He says, and lo, I myself, look, I myself, look, I myself, Audrey, I myself will be with you. You want the presence of God? Be a soul winner. You want the presence of God? Talk to someone about Christ. You are having a difficulty at your job. You are having a difficult situation and you need God's presence. Decide to win so. Decide to just talk to somebody about Christ. You are going for an interview and you need God's presence to go with you on the train. Talk to somebody about salvation. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Talk to somebody. You are going to take an exam that you, don't, you need the presence, you know you need divine help as you are going. Don't be looking at your last minute cards. 
Don't be looking at it because you didn't learn. You didn't learn already. What you need is divine help. You don't need any last-minute keys. You will get there and you are confused. Because you will get there and all the things you read the last minute, you are confused. You are confused. How come? You, you, you don't understand yourself. How you are so confused. The thing is in your eyes like this, but you can't put... You can picture it, but... So confused. You are confused totally. But as you are going, talk to someone. Talk to someone. Talk to someone about Jesus. And his presence is guaranteed that moment. His presence is guaranteed that very moment. He says, Look, I myself, I myself will be with you. I myself will be with you every day. Every day. Every day. Become a soul winner. And receive the presence of God with you every day in everything that you are doing. Hallelujah. Amen. Bishop says something at the last end of this particular chapter. And I want to just, I think it's a very wonderful thing. He says, every step I take that makes me closer to God is the best step I could ever take as a minister. Every step I take, that makes me closer to God. And beloved, let every step you take be a step that puts you closer to God. It is the best step that you will ever take. It is the best step that you will ever take. That is why you will not forsake whenever we are gathering. When we are having prayer meeting, don't exclude yourself. It is the best thing that you can do for yourself. He says, every step that I take, that gets me closer to God. And such steps, they get you closer to God. And they are the best steps that you could ever take. And then he says, every activity which makes me seek the Lord to find his presence and to be with him is the right thing to do. Every activity, every church activity that makes you now seek the Lord. So every challenge that makes you go on your knees to pray is a good thing for you. Every difficulty that you experience that makes you seek the Lord is a good thing. Every challenge that drives you closer to God is a good thing for you. Never regret that that thing has happened. If something has has driven you to pray, it is the greatest thing. So never never be disappointed about things that drive you to pray. Anything that is making you now closer and closer to God is the best thing that will ever happen to you. Hallelujah. It's the best thing that will ever happen to you. So anything, anything, anything that you face that makes you say a prayer, call upon the Lord, is the best thing. And he says those who, you see, when challenges come, when difficulties come, you call upon the Lord in truth. You don't fake prayers. You don't pray because people are asking you to pray. When you are facing real challenges, real difficulties, things that your strength cannot give you, things that your labor cannot give you, you call upon the Lord in truth. And those who call upon him in truth, you can assure that he is near you. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. So this year, one of your greatest weapons for secret 
of, for victory is to pray for the presence of God. Is to ask for the presence of God. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. For just a few minutes, let us pray that we will have a desire for his presence. A hunger for the presence of God. A test for the presence of God. That we will have your presence, Lord. That your presence will be with us. Your midst. Lord, we are sure that your presence is with us. We thank you, Lord. We glorify your name. I pray, God, for everyone that is here tonight. Amen. Let your presence be with us, Amen. God. Wherever we go, let your presence Amen. be with us. Every day, let your presence Amen. be with us. In the midst of the storms, let your presence Amen. be with us. In the midst of calamities, let your presence Amen. be with us. Father, may you go with us. May you come with us. In our going and our coming, oh God, let your presence be with us. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, our heart desire Amen. is for your presence. Amen. Your presence is heaven to us. Amen. Your presence is our good. Amen. Your nearness is our good. Amen. Lord, we desire to have your presence. Amen. Your presence with us at home. Amen. Your presence with us at work. Amen. Your presence with us when we are going. Amen. Your presence with us when we are coming. Amen. Lord, may your presence be with us. Amen. This day Amen. and forever. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We glorify your name. Amen. We give you thanks. Amen. We thank you. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now with all eyes closed. With all eyes closed. If there's anyone here, you are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life. If that is your prayer, I want to give you a chance. Perhaps you come to church Sunday after Sunday. You come here, you have been with us for a long time. But you know in your heart that you are not born again. You know in your heart that you have not given your life to Jesus. You have not given your life to Christ. If that is your prayer tonight, you want to give your life to Jesus. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Beloved, do not die to find out that you are not born again. You want to be sure that you are born again. If there's any doubt in your heart, I want you to make that sure tonight that you are born again. Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus. Father, we are thankful and grateful for the gift of salvation. Amen. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name. Why don't you all join me? Everyone, join me. Lift up your right hand and say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for thank me. Thank you for dying. Say, I am a sinner. I am a sinner. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. I have sinned against you. I have sinned against you. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I come before you. I come before you. With a heart of repentance. With a heart of repentance. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Say, wash me with your blood. Wash me with your blood. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I welcome you. I welcome you. Into my life. Into my life. Into my heart. Into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my savior. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Write my name. Write my name. Mention your name. Mention your name. Say write my name. 
write, my name. write my name write my name in the book of life in the book of life thank you jesus thank you. for saving me for saving me in jesus name in jesus name amen amen hallelujah amen clap your hands together for the lord amen one of you may be seated we believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message we invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Rev. Brian Nkrumah, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.